Welcome to another episode of A to B Podcast, Simplicity, Organization, and Fun. I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are It doesn't quite work. We've made a small tweak to our name, and so now our intro has to change a little bit. Instead of just A to B Podcast, we're now A to B Podcast, Simplicity, Organization, and Fun. Maybe you should say on fun this time. No, you're way more fun than that. <laughs> I decided that I wanted to listen to some other organizing podcasts. And so I searched for organizing or organization or decluttering in iTunes search podcast search function. Our podcast doesn't come up. Going from point A to point B didn't quite describe organization. We're adding a few more descriptive words that explain what we do. Yeah, I guess so. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll get that intro down. So we're starting out our podcast, Welcoming May, by talking about the wrap-up of our month-long men's game challenge. This was the game inspired by the minimalists. The 30-day minimalism challenge. We finished days 26 through 30, and we are so excited about it. Yes. It was rough right there. I technically could probably keep going, but I'm not going to. At least not right now. You keep going 31, 32? No, no, no. I guess I would start again, but maybe I'll do it this summer or something. Or maybe I'm just going to do what you do, which is have like a steady box of... Donations. Yes, of donations. So as I come across something, I could... In our show notes from the past two episodes, we've shared photos of what we've gotten rid of so far. So if you want to see the collection, you can check on that in our show notes page, ADB Podcast. And I try not to look at those photos because I don't want to see something that I miss. You don't miss a single thing that you got rid of. <laughs> You feel a weight lifted from your shoulders when you see those pictures. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I forgot. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what you feel. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question because part of the minimalist challenge was that you're meant to get the item out of your house by the end of the day. Yes. So there's no reconsideration. Right. And I kind of more corralled items. So I want to ask you this. To donate or to garage sale? That is the question. Since I know who I'm speaking to, which is you, the answer is donate. You got a lot of things on your plate. You don't need a garage sale. Garage sale is a lot of work, and usually the effort that you put in is not worth the money that you get from a garage sale. Yeah. It's one of those hard things that I think if I was selling electronic equipment or something, then maybe that'd be worth it. But I, I don't have any electronic equipment. <laughs> I don't have. You would be surprised at how cheap things go for at a garage sale. So I know. I know. It's not worth the time. Yeah. If you were going to have a garage sale, do you think you'd go through your house even more and be like, oh, I'm going to sell this and this? Do you think that would change how you declutter just by that idea that you're going to maybe be able to make a little extra money on it? I don't think so. Yeah. So donate it. Okay. You can, if you itemize, you can write it off and usually that's about the same price that you would make at your garage sale. I read this article about Goodwill and I've just always, that's been my go-to donation place. There's lots of options on places that you can donate and if you don't feel good about one, just do some research on other local ones and you can even find one that pick up at your door. That's true. Ooh, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in. Days 26 through 30, here we go. It's a really great thing that I have four other people in my family that helped me make it through this game because I spent a majority of the time on their stuff. 
But that's just because you're a generally decluttered person. You have a go-to donation box and you are pretty unsentimental about a lot of things. Not in a cold, heartless way. Well, well, a little bit. But you aren't afraid to let things go. So I think that you're good at that. Whereas somebody else, me, tackling this game, you know, came across a lot more things that they're like, oh, I guess I haven't used this for five years. You know, you don't have that problem. Yeah. So it isn't hard for me to get rid of items if I'm done with them. But there are other things that I need to get rid of. It's just a matter of sitting down. That was the case with my photos. And I've been procrastinating this task of going through my physical photos that I've printed out over the last couple of years. They've just been sitting in a box. I finally broke down and got out the photos because I had to hit day 26 and 27, 28, <laughs> So I did that. The good news is I had done more with my photos than I had originally thought. Nice. So I just had a few more years that I needed to sort through. I asked myself some tough questions as I was reading through all these photos, and I was able to get rid of about 100 or so photos. Some people don't want to get rid of photos because they feel like each shot is a is another memory from the event. Sometimes like I'll take four pictures of the same item, but it's really because I'm trying to like get the best photo. But if I have 20 different photos from an event, sometimes that's harder to get rid of those photos. Did you find that it was tricky to get rid of these photos? Or were you, once you were sitting down and looking at these snapshots, were you able to weed them out easily? Yeah. You know, the first question was, do I have multiple copies or do I have a double of these photos? Because a lot of them were from when my kids were younger. And so I had multiple copies. So I either chose the best of the similar photos or if it was a double I just got rid of it the other question was is it a good picture because there's a lot of pictures where you know like the kids are looking away or somebody's looking away and yeah it's a picture but it's not necessarily a good picture and <laughs> there are so many good pictures there's no reason to keep the like iffy picture and also I don't really like pictures of landscape if there wasn't a person in it I got rid of it there was a couple pictures of my trip to New York City where I had pictures of like the Empire State Building and Central Park and it's like I don't need those pictures <laughs> are there people in it yes or no because I can google search a picture of an Empire State Building I don't need my grainy picture <laughs> so I got rid of that one that's such a good point. I don't need my green <laughs> I was going through pictures of a vacation, and there were so many pictures of these buildings. I was like, what, what, are, what are these buildings? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> you don't need those. <laughs> On the other hand, my husband does like landscape pictures, so his are mostly digital. But I don't delete his landscape photos that he took and he liked. Oh, okay. To get back to your question, how many pictures do I already have of this event? For one event in particular, we were riding one of those horse-drawn carriages in Central Park. And I think I have like, I don't know, 10 pictures of that time. I only need one picture of me and my friend in a carriage in Central Park. Like, <laughs> I don't need that many pictures. I think these are good questions. And now I want to bring my pictures over to your house. I want your help going through all my pictures. <laughs> well, that brings me to the last question, which I'm doing these picture books for a reason. And that's for my kids, for when they get older and they see pictures of when they were children. Another question that I asked was, does anybody want to see this picture in 20 plus years? When my kids are in their 30s, are they going to want to see this picture? Is it that interesting? Obviously, this is very easy to answer yes, but you also look at a picture like there was a random picture of us camping and it kind of showed what we were doing, but you know, nobody wants to see that picture in 20 plus years. We had other pictures of us camping on that same trip that were more interesting. 
<laughs> and maybe that sounds like a really hard question for you, but if you've ever had to go through boxes and boxes of photos from a loved one, then you know how important it is to have an intentional curated photo album and how much easier that is than boxes upon boxes of photos. It just makes such a difference. What is the legacy that you're passing down to your kids? I'd rather give them a curated photo book than boxes of photos that they have to then take care of when they're older. Got it. We can talk about digitals on another day. I know. I feel like we need a whole episode about digital photos. Yeah. Maybe I can go back to working on my photo books for my digital photos because I'm two years behind. <laughs> All that to say, this 30-day minimalist challenge was worth it just because it feels so good to have that task done. Yeah, it motivated you. Yeah, like and I was a little hesitant about this challenge. I knew it would be hard to hit these higher numbers, and so I'm glad that it took this little, you know, extra push. Thanks, Bethany. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Minolis. I do have a love-hate relationship because at the end there, it did feel like I was rushing around to f dig through my house just to find some items. Did you hit those numbers, Bethany? Yeah, I think it's because it's so time sensitive. It's finding 30 items when you're like, wait, I just looked for 29 items yesterday. Yeah. The thing I was most excited about is that on day 29 and 30, well, it was one trip, but I counted it for part of day 29 and then for day 30. I had already gone and had a shred-a-thon at Staples, but I went back and I shredded 44 pounds of paper. That is amazing. We're talking, I, I went through like my college papers, like my old notes and my old essays, and I went through old tests, old receipts, old taxes, old, I mean, I've been working really hard on my paper and like I was on a mission and I thought when I went before and I had shredded like 20 something, I was like very proud of myself. But then when I went back and shredded 44 pounds, it felt really good, I will admit. Although, let me just tell you, ironically... My school just announced that they're having an e-waste slash shredding event for free, <laughs> which I thought was so funny, but it, it's good. It's gone. It's out of the house. So, <laughs> Well, maybe you can find more paper for this next event. Easy there. Easy there. <laughs> you should be proud of yourself for all the paper that you've gone through. I know you've been working hard on it. Now that you've been spending so much time on your paper, do you feel that when you encounter paper now going forward, do you feel that you're going to be asking yourself some different questions? Oh, yeah. Based on looking at the papers that you've held on to in the past? Yeah, for sure. I had so many receipts. I know some people who don't even take a receipt when they buy something. I'm in such a habit of taking the receipt, but I think I'm more cognizant now. I have a little spot, a little file folder for my receipts now. I'm trying to go through it once a week, just taking it out and like reconciling with my credit card statement or my bank statement and saying, I don't need to return any of these items I got at Target or whatever. I can say goodbye to this receipt. Do you keep your grocery store receipts? I do. But not anymore. I found grocery store receipts from years ago. Throw those away. I think I just had them because, I don't know, it was a habit. It was a habit to keep all my receipts. I had the intention of reconciling it at the end of the month. And now I'm like, reconcile, let it go, throw it away. Can you just trash? Like, I look over my grocery store receipt real quick, and then it goes in the trash. Like, I check my app every night, and there's never a mis I mean, I shouldn't say never, but there's hardly ever a mistake. So quick story. My grandparents went to dinner. This was years ago when my grandfather was reconciling his 
receipts at the end of the month, he saw that the charge was much higher than what he had on his receipt. Turns out the server had added a one, so instead of $4, the tip was $14. And so they went back and, you know, told told the manager, like, hey, this, and they had their original receipt. And I think the guy got fired, actually. Well, that's a fine story. However... <laughs> But you're going to tell me why it is not applicable to my life? Is that what? <laughs> Just the task of reconciling every month, A, is way too time consuming for you to keep up with. If you reconciled daily, that would be a different story. If you pay with your debit card, you should be able to reconcile daily. It should have gone through. Well, two things. One, I'm trying to be better about using cash, so that's going to help. And then the other thing is I am trying to reconcile more frequently. So just like every couple days, I'm going in, logging in, and just checking in real fast, and then I can just say goodbye to those receipts. The other thing is, so the server added a one. It's awful. It's horrible. He shouldn't have done it. But if you think about it, it's $10. I mean... Like, say you missed, say you didn't catch that. Right. I don't think your world is going to come crashing down. You're saying I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and if it's a large purchase, just you keep the receipt. But restaurants, you look at it. I mean, I reconcile daily, so I understand the desire to double-check that everything is a-okay. But, like, gas stations, grocery stores, restaurants, you really don't need to keep those. You're never going to return anything from those places. You're not digging it. I do. I, I will say that this game, and more than this, just this game over the course of April, but our conversations have helped me to look at my habits with a bit more critical eye because yeah. I realize that like my receipt habit is, why do I do that? Or my library, my library gives me that printout of the books that I've checked out and when they're due. But I have that on my app. I only use my library app. So why do I need to save that? You know, I don't, it's not like I refer to that to say like, oh, my book's due yeah. on the 6th. I check out and right next to the checkout is a little recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> but your name is on there. Why do I care if somebody knows my name? This receipt from my library that I'm holding right now, it tells me three of my books have holds on them. So if I'm going to read... Yeah, but you get that online. I know, but if I'm going to read any of those books, I better read those first because they, they have holds. And so I'm... Okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I know. I appreciate that this made me re-examine some of my paper habits. And I am definitely trying to cull paper and make paper not such... Like, be more efficient with my paper. Look at how exacerbated you are. I am... Here's a new idea. You can use your library receipt as your bookmark, and then it's there in your library book. It's not, like, mixed in with all your other paper on your desk, because then you don't have any place to put it. So check your holds and say, oh, which one is on hold? Oh, this one. Which one of these three do I want to read first? Oh, this one. And then your library receipt goes into that book as your bookmark. That's the one you're going to read first. And then it's not, like, floating around your desk. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel about this, Adam? It makes me feel like you you make things harder than they have to be. I think I probably do, and I'm learning. I've learned. To <laughs> I will stop giving you a hard time. The I think the big thing is that seeing that I had all these these papers and these 
these things that were just weighing me down. I mean, I've moved some of those papers three times. <laughs> so I felt really right. proud of myself for getting rid of them. And I do think it definitely gave me a better lens, a better approach for my paper moving forward. Great job on your 40 pounds of paper. 44 pounds of paper. Great. Let's do 20 more. <laughs> Goodbye, minimalist challenge. Bye. We are excited you're over. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we are excited that it's over, I did feel a little let down that we, you know, it's May. What what are we going to do? What's our next challenge now that April's over? You're spurred on. You need another challenge. I'm ready. Yeah. What's going to be our next challenge? Okay. So now that April is over, we thought we were going to go back to why on earth do you still have that? But it's hard to imagine putting up more items to declutter <laughs> when we've done so much. So I, I'm ready. What's our next challenge? Well, I wanted to spend a little time organizing together. Because one of the things about the 30-Day Minimalist Challenge is I rushed through my house. Maybe this is just the organizer coming out of me, but I wanted to spend a little time to organize and I had to find all these items that I didn't have time, especially when I went through my toiletries and I was going through my cabinet and I'm just like pushing things to the side. I'm like, oh, this could use a little organization help. So I wanted to bring back a past series that I used to do on my blog. Okay spaceforlivingorganizing.com and it's called 10 minute tuesday Ooh, i actually really like 10 minute tuesday perfect because that's our next challenge for may i'm in great so 10 minute tuesdays is where you choose one small space and spend 10 minutes organizing that area super small spaces a drawer a cabinet even a side of a closet not even the whole thing i remember you should put a link to this in the show notes you did a time lapse video where you set the timer for 10 minutes and then you showed all that you got done in 10 minutes in your like i think it was under your bathroom cabinet yes i loved that i will post that in the show notes the reason I love this is because you just have a small commitment, you take little baby steps, and if we do it every Tuesday, that's four new spaces that get organized. I'm in. What are you going to tackle first? I'm definitely going to do my makeup drawer first. It's been bothering you ever since, huh? Yes, and all I need to do is set aside <laughs> 10 minutes. Why haven't I done it yet? There you go. I'm going to do it now. What are you going to do, Bethany? Today's Tuesday. <laughs> today is Tuesday. Okay, what am I going to do today? I'm going to do my refrigerator. Great. I can't wait to see the before and after picture. I don't know if I'm going to post pictures of my refrigerator. 10 Minute Tuesday. Here we come. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I'd love to check in real quick with you about a topic that we covered last week in episode 15, which was shining a light on pesky problems. And I, I gave you, well, I don't know if I did in the podcast. But in real life? <laughs> in real life. You know, I gave you a little bit of a hard time because I'm like, what are you talking about a light? You just needed to buy a light and get rid of Christmas lights. What does this have to do with organizing? You don't get it. I need to give you credit because your story caused me to take a minute see this pesky problem which is doing cleaning up the kitchen after dinner and just that there's things that I wasn't getting to because it was just a long chore so sweeping the floor and wiping the table and so took that light and I shined it right on my problem (laughs) (laughs) I love it so what happened when you shined a light on the pesky problem of post-dinner cleanup 
a real simple solution, just like yours, of buying a light. The family has after-dinner chores now. We always had chores. Kind of shocked that they didn't. No, they set the table, they empty the dishwasher, and they clear the table. So we had chores, but I realized it's time for more chores. Now, as a family, we all clear the table, and then one person wipes the table, and the other person sweeps the crumbs up under the floor, because I have a three-year-old, so there's always crumbs. <laughs> and then the three-year-old helps with the dustpan. My husband puts the food away, and I work on the dishes, and it's a lovely little family cleanup time. Were the girls resistant to this? No, I don't think they were resistant. It's easy when everybody's cleaning up at the same time. Yeah. It would be different, I think, if my husband and I went and sit on the couch and they had to clean up. (laughs) Go have fun, girl. Which I will happen when they're older, but not yet. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Beth. Hey, my pleasure. Oh, I have to say that not only did you give me a hard time about the lamp, but my boyfriend also gave me a hard time because in the episode, I said, my best friend bought me a lamp. I guess it sounded weird. I don't know. I was just feeling so appreciative of his gesture that I was just thinking like, oh, he knows me so well, my best friend. But credit to my boyfriend. I genuinely was surprised. And it did show me that I had been tolerating insufficient lighting by just having my little strand of Christmas lights as my entry lighting. And now I have a wonderful lamp. So if you have stumbled on a pesky problem that you've shown some light on, we'd love to hear about it. You can let us know at a2bpodcast.com or you can email us at hello at a2bpodcast.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 858-480-SPACE. <laughs> and don't forget to join us for our 10-Minute Tuesdays starting today. 10-Minute Tuesday. Here we go. Setting the timer. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A to B Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. But that's just because you're a generally disorganized person. Did you just say I'm a generally disorganized person? Did I say that? <laughs> oh, that's so. funny. <laughs>